Hi there, today on Typical Books, it is a little bit of a wrap up for what I read in February and what I'm going to be reading in March. So right now, right off, I'm still reading Poking Holes by Juan Valencia. I have maybe 30 pages to go. Juan is a pal and you can check out his channel at Plagued by Visions here on YouTube. He talks about some of the darker fare as far as literature goes, not always horror and sometimes like extreme books as well. And his writing sort of straddles that line as well. It is edgy and it is transgressive short stories. So really enjoying this right now. My favorite story is it's all fresh to me. So like remembering the titles is just not working yet. Right? So user user is horrific user is terrible user speaks to punk sex pistols sticking things through my own ears lydia like young 16 17 year old lydia uh this is what the like worst case scenario i think of some people's minds jump to when they think like new york city punk killing people you know but yeah really dark uh, really, really horrible as far as incestuous rape. So yeah, really tough subjects, but wonderful, scary, totally brings you into this place. You don't want to be as far as a character you never want to meet. Really, really cool. Uh, amazing story actually. So I have about 40 pages left to go. As I said, really enjoying it. And there was one involving a goose, which is something like I've never quite read anything exactly like that before and yeah really enjoying it so we'll talk about it more when I'm done. I didn't read a hell of a lot last month I've been extremely busy you can maybe tell my eyes are awfully red from just working on the computer a lot and this is The House on the Borderland with William Hope Hodgson. Now I did enjoy this it was a little bit weird like I loved the premise. I love the story within a story. I love being told a story by my story and I really enjoyed that. And once they sat down, these gentlemen are out on a little bit of a day hike fishing trip and they discover this like weird old ruin of a house and it seems like a basement and charred things including a book that's sodden and charred. So they start reading it to one another. and. That's a great premise. I love this. I love everything about this. They just read the book. That's it. They just read the book. It's like you could have just taken all that preamble away in a way and just read the book. Okay. But about halfway through, maybe, maybe two fifths of the way through, it turns into this story of watching time pass. And it reminds me of, I don't know if it's like the Murnau film or if it's an old film of sunrise you see it in Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula of just the sun rising and it's a time lapse which was like great technology at the time that this book was written right so I think that that was a lot of the inspiration for this watching time pass eons pass this weird story and it is like a weird fiction great but I was just get on with the story man for for maybe two-fifths of this book it's just and time passed and eons passed and this happened watching time pass basically so if the ravages of time terrify you then this might really get to you but i just found it was like holy crap get back to these guys which we never really do but 
yeah, really interesting premise, really interesting story. And there are some scenes in this that are just fantastical. And I can see where this would have been quite terrifying at the time. And it is a cornerstone of weird fiction, definitely in horror. I really did enjoy it, except for, wow, gets really repetitive. At the same time, there's a William Hope Hodgson story that starts out this anthology. As I mentioned before, I haven't got to it yet. I was going to read the whole anthology. I think I'm just going to read the William Hope Hodgson story and then just set it aside. Uh, Jason's Weird Reads. I was watching Mindy's book journey the other day and at Jason's Weird Reads, there is a weird readathon going on. So maybe I'll dip into a little of that to sort of read along because Joining a readathon just doesn't work for me these days, so I get a lot of inspiration from other people's readathons, like the Weird Readathon. And right now there is a throwback, like an old school 80s kind of April thing, old school April readathon and watchathon. And so maybe I'll, I'll dip into some 80s type horror for that. But right now I do have a pretty full reading regimen, as you will see. Uh, I did read Richard Lehman's Night Show. I got another Lehman coming up, which is so exciting to me, but this was super duper fun. And I'm going to try and bite my tongue a little tiny bit here. This is the Dark Regions Special Definitive Edition. Dark Regions Press, huge love for them. I, I don't know if other people can share this sort of tale I'm about to tell, but for the most part, Dark Regions Press, bueno. And a special super definitive awesome edition a hardcover layman like this it, it's fantastic it's beautiful it was riddled with typos it was so weird basically every page and spacing errors and i've seen no explanation for this and i went looking online and there was one other review of this story and someone specifically said hi i'm here to review this definitive edition it is riddled with typos and that's the only mention i've seen of it now, this isn't new by any means. I mean, the book itself isn't new. This came out in 2018. And I'd like to think that Kelly Lehman, her mom, Richard Lehman's family, had something to do with this. And I think that they would have more pride attached to this name, a grandmaster of horror, uh, the president of the HWA for a time, you know, fantastic Richard Lehman with so many fans worldwide, especially in the UK and North America. So. It's just weird. It's very weird that this book is so weirdly put together. There is entire pages, chapters missing, uh, paragraphs missing where you jump from idea to idea, let alone weird spacing and type errors, very weird type errors that I'm positive do not exist in the original manuscript. I'll have to look at other versions of Night Show and double check, but I'm positive that these errors don't exist in other printings. Where this manuscript came from, I don't know. But what I suspect is that they did not have a manuscript to work from, especially not a digitized one. So they used like a speech to text or OCR, which scans the physical book as an image and draws text out of that in a process, usually with like an Adobe program. But I don't know what happened. If anyone has any explanation, let me know. I still loved it. I had a lot of fun reading the story. It's a story I know by an author I love in a really cool kind of large print and I'm getting older. So large print is actually kind of a joy to read, makes a book a lot more fun and, and easier to read for me. So I had a lot of fun with this 
bonkers copy of Night Show. I don't have my Rumarg magazine down here. It just came in and they have Calvair. There's a new edition of the film Calvair that has just been released. It's on the cover. I was very excited to get this issue of Rumarg, but recently I picked up Paranormality magazine. It's not bad. And I picked it up because Heather Taddy's on the front. I was on an, an episode of Kettle Whistle Radio a number of years ago alongside Heather Taddy. And I really enjoy Kettle Whistle Radio aside from that. And I really enjoy the shows that Heather's been on before. So here she is talking about uh, upcoming shows about ghosts, right? She's one of those more skeptical ghost hunters who really, really, really wants to believe. She is the Fox Mulder of ghosts. So yeah, Paranormality Magazine. Uh, layout's kind of bland, but the stories are, are interesting and good and I liked it. So I don't know if I'll subscribe, I might, depending. They get a lot of the heavy hitters in paranormality research in this magazine. So if you're interested, check it out. Not done yet. Last month I read Closer by Dennis Cooper. I'm on a hunt for a specific book that I read probably in 1998 or so. Uh, suggested to me by a close friend who was an avid reader, a reader of the dark and transgressive, and a great uh, listener of great music as well. So he and I would talk books and music a lot. And he had recommended some sort of book and it was very warped, a lot like a Dennis Cooper sort of story. So I've been sort of on a hunt for that. Fitting in really dark GLBT transgressive fiction from the 90s and 80s, hasn't, I haven't had a lot of time to devote to that. So of course I turned to Juan who might have some ideas and I'm gonna keep reading some Dennis Cooper to see if I stumble upon this book. And I really thought this would be it. It's not though, but it was fantastic. I had so much fun reading this. It's not something that I would recommend lightly to anybody, quite honestly. It's not as bad, of course, as some of the darker extreme fiction that I've read that you kind of never want to ever suggest anyone read because it's an acquired taste as is this, yet it's important literature. And there's another book actually that Juan has just reviewed on his Instagram. So it's always intriguing to see what he's watching. I know I've been talking lots about Juan today, but I'm reading Poking Holes and enjoying it like mad. So top of mind, but yeah, this was very fun. And it took me back to being like 20 years old, discovering this more edgy literature that no one I knew was reading except that one guy. Closer was great, Poking Holes was great. As far as novels and books written by friends, my friend and editor, Tobin Elliott, has a new series out. I am going to start reading this next. And Bad Blood, there's a series coming out. And the series is in novellas and novels. Not all just novellas, not all novels. This is a a longish novella, and I'm very excited to dip into this. Tobin Elliott will forever be the guy that somebody had said, oh, I like your writing. It's never too dark. It's never too horrific or anything like that. It's very gentle and it's like safe reading. And he said something paraphrasing here to the effect of, lady, I had a minor child turn a squirrel inside out with her mind. And that is horrific. And it was quite gory in that particular book. Uh, Talia was the character, I believe, and that's the same character that we meet here. 1975, nine-year-old Talia is not happy. Everything has been different since her little sister Alex came along, since her dad left, since all her mother's attention has been focused on anyone and anything but Talia. So yeah, I love the cover art in all of these books that are coming up. 
There's a few out already and more to come, so I'll be talking about them as I get reading them. So along with Bad Blood, my reading coming up right now, In a Lonely Place, Carl Edward Wagner. I was so excited to see this. And it is a pretty gorgeous edition. You know, this is Valancourt doing what Valancourt does best. Has a foreword by Ramsey Campbell. And I'm very interested to cozy up on a late night with a cup of tea and read Sticks. One of the first horror short stories that kept me up at night as a youngish girl. So yeah, gorgeous looking copy. Can't wait to get into this. Author Nathaniel A. Giles sent me and my husband each a copy of his latest collection, and it's a great big collection, Where the Ocean Was. It's a collection of realist horror stories. Now, this is a sort of voice that I really like in horror, and sort of, you know, there's sort of a movement to a more quiet horror, and this might even count in there, although I just really like this as dark fiction. I had read his previous collection, and looking forward to this. I haven't dove in yet though. My husband has finished reading his. Where the Ocean Was, realist horror story, situates the horrific in the everyday. A widower confronts the real-life cosmic horrors of isolation and oblivion. A blighted woman is torn between compassion and the force of her own grievances. A divorcee finds he is physically washed away by his fear of the unknown. A suburban house collects the deaths of the downtrodden. A young woman truly sees her parents for the first time. In his second story collection, Nathaniel A. Giles removes horror from the realm of the romantic or fanciful and reimagines it in places so like our own lives that we cannot look away. And his previous book had some lines that really spoke to me, specifically about ghosts that don't look like Victorian throwbacks. Ghosts that are like regular dudes <laughs> that you might have seen on the street yesterday you know why do we not have ghosts of construction workers at job sites right so yeah realist horror very interesting stuff and thank you again for sending it along and this last book i i don't want to put it off i want to read it right now i wanted to read it when it landed in my hands in the middle of february it was a gift from my husband and i, I want to just get to it i was just finishing reading the other richard layman that we talked about earlier and cuts landed in my lap. I have wanted this. This was a book I used to own. I lent it to a friend and maybe he still has it and maybe he's watching, but I don't know where that book ended up. He might've given it back and I might've passed it on thinking, well, I'll never be able to own all the Richard Lehman books. And here we are. This was one that I needed on my shelf and here it is. Cuts by Richard Lehman was one of the most warped ones. And I put cuts up there with um, Rath James White's The Resurrectionist, as far as kind of dark, edgy, extreme horror books that I really, really liked. And some people say that Rath James White's book, The Resurrectionist specifically, is not well written. I enjoyed that pace. I enjoyed that raw, kind of guttural sort of way of writing. Very short, punchy sentences, dialogue that doesn't mess around. I really liked that cuts, if I recall, was a lot of the same. So looking forward to getting into this signed Richard Lehman hardcover. What? Gorgeous inside, gorgeous outside, much like people cut wide open. Richard Lehman, eat your heart out. This is the Cemetery Dance 1999 edition, and it is limited, of course, to 1,500 copies. 
and it is signed and it is wonderful. I absolutely love this. I don't have any other signed Richard Lehman. I would love more signed Richard Lehman, but I think that this particular novel, if this is the end of my Richard Lehman collection, I am very, very, very happy with this. And it looks just gorgeous. It is very well taken care of, barely read, if at all. And I am just so pleased to have this in my collection. I really do love having this giant uh, picture of Richard Lehman in the house as well. I think that I would like to get a picture of Richard Lehman blown up like really large, like a president of the company kind of photo and framed and hung somewhere in my home because he looks like the uh, CEO, doesn't he? He's the CEO of horror. He looks like an accountant. Accountant or serial killer, can you tell? Richard Lehman. So that is it for the reading that I did last month, a kind of sparse reading, I'll admit and the reading that I have coming up for this next month. Amazing books. Is there anything here that's also on your shelves? I would love to hear about it. And of course, if there's anything here that you've read, let me know. Thank you so much for watching and have an ooky spooky day.